Good morning, Sutherland Shire. It is Tuesday, the 2nd of February, 2021, and today we are broadcasting from Wanda Beach down at Cronulla. And whilst I've been down here, I have seen one swimmer in the water and one surfer. The Surf and Weather Report is brought to you by Shire Pod, a community podcast station making sound waves in the Shire. And this report is proudly sponsored by the Today List, taking you from chaos to calm in seven days with seven simple activities in reaching optimal health and maintaining your well-being. Now, it might have looked a little bit dark out there this morning, but the sun did rise at 6.17am and is due to set smack on 8pm tonight. In today's surf report, we'll bring you the four key elements the wind, the swell, the speed and the height, as well as the temps and conditions. There was a slight northeasterly wind swell mixing with the easterly northeasterly wind swell and heavy rain as the sun rose this morning. But mostly there are waist to head high levels, keeping waves under one metre most of the day. So if you got out early at first light, those breezes were around 15 to 25 kilometres an hour. And the sets were coming in were very good quality around sunrise. But we are in for some rapidly deteriorating conditions across Sydney earlier today. Before becoming a southerly with winds ramping up to around 45 kilometres an hour, just after the tide peaks at 12.30pm. Now it will be cloudy throughout the day, there's a high chance of showers and the chance of that thunderstorm, most likely in the early afternoon, but the swell is coming from the south. Now I don't want these gusty wind or wet rain to deter you from catching a wave and heading to the Cronulla Bars for a swim. This month we are supporting Sir February. It's a challenge of catching a wave every day to raise awareness of cancer and funds for the Chris O'Brien Lifehouse. Now you can find out more information by registering at www.surfebruary.com. I want to send a big shout out to all the surf clubs for contributions to keeping our beaches safe this summer and just raise some awareness about that deadly cancer, skin cancer. You know, it counts for about 80% of all new cases of cancer diagnosed in Australia each year. And more than 11,500 Australian men and women are diagnosed with a melanoma. 2,000 die. With Australia having the highest rates in the world and millions of treatments for squamous and basal cells carcinoma skin cancers every year, it's like 100 skin cancer treatments being done every hour. Now, the Cancer Council of Australia's Skin Cancer Committee, together with the Australasian College of Dermatologists, say that without reservation, skin cancer is almost entirely preventable. And all they ask is that Australians save their skins. You can find out more information at cancer.org.au for practical tips on preventing skin cancer. Now, if you haven't listened to yesterday's interview with Jenna Clark, the co-founder of Sir February, please do. Every day she'll be sharing a little more of her incredible story. And now after this weather report, you'll hear from Jenna, who is a mum of two and a community leader who is actually giving back to the place and people where she was given a new lease on life. The water temp is 23 degrees, which means it's awesome once you jump in. None of this toe tapping down at the mossy chairs near the alley. The air temp sits between 19 and 22 degrees, possibly making it a lot warmer in the water than out. The UV rating is still very high, but as it is Australia, so save your skin. The moon phase is heading towards the last quarter on Feb the 5th, and there are no reported marine hazards and pollution. It's unlikely, so enjoy your swim. 
The water at Wanda is actually rated as very good and suitable for swimmers and surfers. It has a three-star rating from the government environmental website with very few potential sources of contamination. Now, I do have a friend uh, who I'm going to ask some questions about where those potential sources might be situated. Now, I was also reading that we're entering the stages of a highly active phase in wave generating throughout our tropical swirl window. Now, that one looks like sustaining a consistent and sizable run of surf across the eastern seaboard over the next 10 days or so, which is perfect for Sir February participants to catch those waves. Now, just remember that as those thunderstorms roll in from the south, they are coming to clear the path, not create the chaos. So be like Larry and be happy that the lawns are finally getting a drink. Finally, the Today List humidity hair rating is at four out of five or 86% this morning. It's going to drop to about 68 this afternoon with that southerly. Now, before I go into this interview with Jenna, I just want to thank those people that text and left messages about my first weather broadcast for Sir February, including Sophie B from uh, Sutherland Shire Open for Business, Gary from the Central Coast, Julie from Indiana, USA, who loves hearing about our Aussie summers, and Jackie from the Coffee Bird Van. Uh, still with Sammy, also was down at Cronulla taking beautiful photos and um, left a beautiful comment on our Instagram page at ShirePod. We love that we've been able to create an amazing community and we're keeping it local and staying connected through the power of podcasting. So check out some of our latest episodes from Popcorn Podcast for reviews on all the latest movies. And while I'm down here, I must mention that the new Hoyts here at Cronulla has been raved about. Uh, Their new fit out is apparently extremely uh, welcoming and very comfortable. And finally, Clearview Academy, who posted a gorgeous pic of their young students doing sand play for the school readiness program we really appreciate your support so if you've got 10 or 20 minutes uh, on a commute check out some of the evergreen episodes from our business and life coaches we've got mel scott kaplan in menai and sophia from niso and you can find all their episodes and links on shirepod.podbean.com so with kids back to school and work from home arrangements uh, we are being given a very flexible lifestyle, the one that we have craved for decades. So make an effort to come down to Cronulla and enjoy this beautiful coastline and joining the Surf February for a good cause. I've got one question for our surf community because yesterday I was asked what an offshore wind is. So now I did Google it and it's got something to do with barreling, but if you have a layman definition, we would love to know what that is. Now, as I mentioned, I did speak with Jenna Clark about her remarkable recovery from cancer and every day you're going to hear that little bit more about the impact that Chris O'Brien Lifehouse is having on those facing the challenges of being diagnosed with cancer. She talked to me about the challenges she had as well as her family faced and the ideas about giving back, the reasons behind her decision to have a second baby, what life looks like five years down the track. Here is Jenna. Practical tools and techniques that support your well-being in the face of a cancer diagnosis. Today List is a simple daily practice to support you to be your best. Join the tribe to find out more at todaylist.biz. So yesterday we spoke to Jenna and we heard a little bit about her story and today she's going to be talking to us about the Chris O'Brien Life House. Can you tell me more about your experience with them, Jenna? Sure. The Chris O'Brien Lifehouse to us were, they were the biggest support system that 
we could have possibly wanted when we were going through all this. They were so caring. And, I mean, I've said it before, I felt like we were the only people in the world that were going through a cancer treatment. That's simply because they were so dedicated to us and they were so committed to what we wanted and how we wanted to be treated. And they were just, it was incredible. It was their level of care was unprecedented. We just, um, yeah, didn't really, didn't know what to expect, but they just carried us through the whole journey. And what's something that really stood out for you about the the level of service, I guess, or the the treatment Mm. plan that you guys um, had given? Because I I take it it's not just you, it's actually your whole family that's going through this. Yeah, my whole family came to all of my appointments. So (laughs) it was, um, you know, there was mums, dads, brothers, and, you know, husband, in-laws, everyone was welcome into discussions around my treatment. So that was really lovely. They were very open to speaking with everyone. Um, my parents in particular had a few questions. So my, oncolo- my oncologist invited them in to have a sit down and have a chat about what was happening. Um, we were offered all levels of support through having our own nurse who uh, had a number for her that I could call her 24-7 on. Um, we had a psychologist help us through some big decision-making. We had a team of oncologists constantly reviewing everything. Um, there was a fertility team. It was just, it was all there for us. So we never really had to step outside the hospital to get any additional help. Um, and one of, I guess one of the things that stands out about Lifehouse as well is their, uh, their volunteers. So the hospital is filled with these amazing volunteers and Lorraine heads up that department. And at the time I had a baby that was, you know, summer was seven weeks old through to about six months through my treatment. So whenever we'd show up with the pram, she'd always take summer for a walk and blow her bubbles and give her little soft petties and entertain her while we were having those really hard discussions, which was just a real weight lifted off our shoulders to have that support for her as well and they made sure that Summer could stay in the hospital with me and brought a little cot bed over from maternity ward so that she never had to leave my side and it was just it was next level treatment we we felt very very honoured to to be able to be treated there. Yeah, I mean, you're only 28 at this stage and you're a young mum. Did you feel like you were making some really big adult decisions at this time? Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. I felt incredibly naive. (laughs) Um, I think my life up to that point had been very ordinary, I guess the word might be, you know, that everyone has their ups and downs, but um, this was definitely the first real dramatic um, situation that I found myself in. And yeah, there was things, you know, we just had a baby and we had to figure out, do we want to have more like what size family do we want and are we going to risk my health in order to have another baby or these questions were they were huge they were yeah really Mm. daunting at the time and even around the treatment options like you know obviously there's there was some level of surgery involved so what what does that what does that look like even in recovery yeah, so the surgery that was recommended was a full radical hysterectomy, um, which would have meant no more children for us. So um, that's not the, re- the way we went in the end. But um, 
the surgery that I did have, which is called a radical trachelectomy, that still had the same recovery time. So I had that surgery when Summer was four months old, I think it was, and I wasn't able to lift or carry her on my own for eight to ten weeks or something. So that was pretty tricky, having a baby that was breastfed and, you know, up at all hours in the night and not able to pick her up or to play with her or do any of the normal mum things with her. Um, Luckily enough, my mum stepped in and my parents and they kind of took over being the parents while my husband cared for me for those couple of months, which was amazing. Mm, That's something that you exchange at the wedding altar, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably didn't expect that so soon, but uh, I know it, it, it's, it's strange because I I look back on our wedding photo and when when we'd had that conversation with the doctors about it's an actual tumor and it's you know it's been growing for a while but it's quite aggressive. They said, oh, we think it's been growing for about twelve months, mm. and that to me meant that I had that tumor when we were exchanging those vows because we'd only been married about 10 months. So, yeah, I look back on that wedding photo and I think, wow, like we had no idea what was ahead of us, you know. It was highs and lows, like, you know, having summer and, and also this, but it was, yeah, I still find it difficult to look at that photo now and, and realise that I had cancer when I was standing there, happiest day of my life. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a big one for a lot of people though is to work out how long it's been there, um, yeah. and what you were doing and like how I was going to say like did you have any symptoms Was there any inkling at all that that mm. something wasn't quite right? I did have symptoms, but the the issue was that they were all masked by my pregnancy. Yeah. So um, obviously, I was pregnant for nine months, <laughs> um, and. So they said it had been growing for about 12 months. So by the stage of symptoms, they were things like excessive tiredness, lower back pain. I had some spotting, um, you know, just really simple pregnancy symptoms really. And I had spoken to my doctor through the pregnancy saying these things and um, it was just all put down to the fact, well, you're pregnant, you're going to get some back pain and Spotting's not too unusual in pregnancy and you're going to be tired. So, yeah, they they said that the pregnancy masked most of those symptoms. Yeah, I mean, and even, you know, three months before you get married, it's probably like a little bit of nerves or it could be anything really, isn't it? Like yeah. it's that whole anticipation of what might have been yeah. coming up for you. Um, yeah, and they, they're quite simple symptoms. They're not huge alarm bells. Um, so, yeah, I think... But now I definitely know the importance of really listening to your body and really knowing, really taking note of what's normal for you and what's not and not putting it aside when something is a bit unusual, not just saying, oh, just, I've been really exhausted but, oh, it's just life or, you know, it's about learning your own rhythm and speaking to someone when it's not right. Mm, yeah, I think that's really important too. Well, listen, tomorrow we want to talk to you about um, just how active you actually were before the diagnosis and what you're doing now. So I'm going to yeah. welcome you back tomorrow so we can talk about Sir February. Great. Thank you. Hello and welcome to The Tribe. Here at Today List, we believe in simplifying your day to help create a sense of calm amongst the never-ending list of things to do. 
It is a simple daily practice to help you be your best and bring your best self to each and every day. In a busy world full of overflowing inboxes and jammed social media feeds, how do you focus on what matters most? Well, look no further than the Today List. The Today List is a tool that promotes positive rituals and eliminates anything that no longer serves you. Grab your morning cuppa, sit down with the Today List and unleash the potential. Be sure to subscribe and join the tribe and follow us at todaylist.biz.